Shabbat Shalom, everyone. Parashat Beshalach, the parasha of the man, parasha crossing Yamsuf, we become a Jewish people, a nation. It's the beginning of a new journey that ultimately leads to Har Sinai, and of course, finishing off at the pinnacle in Eretz Israel with the Torah, the Jewish people. Uh, it happens to also be my uh, nephew's bar mitzvah, so I'll take this opportunity, even at a personal level, to wish him Liad a, uh, a Mazal Tov. Parashat Beshalach will be reading in uh, Kerem HaTemanim, actually, being a half Yemenite, half Ashkenazi, uh, reading in a Yemenite village, uh, in a shul there, in Tel Aviv, actually, uh, but reading according to the Ashkenazi. Nice little combination. In any case, Parashat uh, Beshalach, there, there are so many things to learn. I think this week I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm just going to talk about the messages that can be learnt from this parasha. There's obviously a lot more. I'm not even sure whether I'm 100% right. I mean, who am I ultimately? And just another person, a, a Jew, that's read the parasha, reads a lot of things that me, Rabbi Nimmer, Frashim, write, and I'm just sharing it with you. So um, here goes. The, the first one, obviously, um, is about the crossing of the uh, the Red Sea. The Red Sea, Yamsuf. In the Gemara, in Sotah, Daf Lamed Zayin, and I was led to it. I didn't learn it, but I was brought to it from a, a, a parashan. It says there's a discussion there what actually happened at Yamsuf. Of course, we know that some people say that it's Nachshon ben Amin Adav, one person jumped in. And then the Gemara goes on to say that actually it's Shevet Benyamin that jumped in. But when the Shevet Yehuda saw that Benyamin jumped in first, they got so angry that they started throwing stones on them. The Gemara goes on to say, as a result of that, Zachu Benyamin le Beit HaMikdash benachalato. The Beit HaMikdash was in the territory of Benyamin. And Zahu Yehuda b'Malchut, and Yehuda merited with kingship with royalty. The obvious question is, he's throwing stones at the other one because he jumped in, and he's being merited with Malchut. From here we learn the concept also of Machloket l'Shem Shamayim. You've got Machloket l'Shem Shamayim, uh, like you, like Hillel and Shammai. And here's another beautiful example of, you know, I want to be the first one to jump in. I'm the one going forward. Who are you? I'm the leader that should be going in first. And it was a, a principle uh, of a godly principle in some ways that we talk about as a machlok at the Shem Shamayim, and therefore both of them merited. Uh, we should be like them in some way. You know, if we're going to have arguments, let's make sure that the arguments are going to Shem Shamayim and not Lola Shem Shamayim. Number two, it says in Perik Yudalad, Pasuk Kafbet, Yisrael, and Bnei Yisrael came betoch hayam bayabasha. They came into the water that became dry land. Or hayam bayabasha, translate it how you like. But the first word is hayam den yabasha. The next part, the next perik, perik Ted Vavit says, Uvnei Yisrael halchu bayabasha betoch hayam. And they went into the dry, which is in the water. Hashem and the Torah doesn't waste a word and the position of every word and every letter is obviously very well calculated out. There's a reason why at the beginning it says Hayam Bayabasha and afterwards Bayabasha Batoch Hayam. And we're told that there's really two types of people. There are those people that had the emuna, that were the doers, the leaders, that they knew, let's just go ahead, let's go forward. We're not going to go back. Let's just go in. And they went into the water 
that ultimately turned into dry land because when Hashem saw that they weren't sitting on the fence, they weren't just calling out to Hashem and praying, even Hashem says to them at some point, now's not the time to, die, to pray. Lech Kadima, go forward, what are you doing? And there's the others that followed afterwards. By then, it was already the dry, Bayabasha, that was surrounded by the water, Betuchayam. There are two types of people, and like I told my, uh, my nephew, be like the first type. Be a doer, be a leader. Um, if you have to be a follower, then at least you're following in the right direction. But that explains why it was Hayam Biyabasha and then Biyabasha Betuchayam. The other thing, uh, number three, it says, Vechamushim alu bnei Mitzrayim. And Chamushim, what is Chamushim? Is it mean that they went armed? These slaves suddenly had weapons? Chamushim alu bnei Mitzrayim? According to the Farshim, it says that Chamushim means one fifth, or maybe one fiftieth, one five hundredth. Only a small amount of people left Mitzrayim. Many died in the plague of darkness, as we know, but only a small percentage. You see, the majority of people said, don't rock the boat. Don't play around with things. Okay, so we're slaves, that's not the best. But at least we've got a home. We've got our wives waiting for us in our villages. There may not be a lot of food. Maybe it's not. But it's better if we stay here. They forgot their roots. You know, the Maccabim, we think about it. The Maccabim were just a, a small group of people. The majority of the, the Jews at the time were either complacent, sitting on the facts, or even worse, they became Hellenists and said, no, don't rock the boats, the Greeks, it's all called Beseda. There may be people that want a multicultural democratic society, not realizing there has to be a Jewish state like the Maccabim wanted. You don't have to go after the majority. Harov lo chayav likvoa. The majority, of course, there's the democratic elections and things like that, which I'm not going to get into. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about not necessarily uh, does the majority mean that they're actually right. In this case, as we saw, it was only a small group of people that realized they were right. And uh, they had Hashem, Torah behind them. They had the proper Arachim. And therefore, they went ahead. Make sure that we're not, uh, in many ways, let's not be uh, Adish. Let's not be just sitting on the fence and just going along with the flow if we know that something is very, very, very wrong. The fourth one, that the message we can learn from the parasha, how did God take the Jewish people? He could have taken them through along the coast, going straight up, going north. Instead, he went all the way to the east, around, down, and eventually came, as we know, 40 years later, ended up back in uh, uh, back via the Yarden and crossed over the Yarden. All the way, he could have gone straight ahead. We're told, of course, there's not going to be any wars. We don't, Hashem didn't want us to be exposed straight away to the Plishtim. But the truth is, even when we went the other way, there was still a war with Amalek. So it's a bit of a question mark. The point, there's a message behind this. Um, and the message is that there's no shortcuts in life. There's no shortcuts. You have to put in time, effort. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes even money, goodwill. Um, and even if you fall down, even if you, the, you fail, you fall, you get up. You aim again and you keep on going. That's what success is ultimately. Even if you fail, you can keep on going and coming back and back and back. Never give up. There's no easy things on a silver platter. Things of worth are hard to acquire. And that's why we say that Eretz Yisrael, Niknet B'Yisurim. Torah is Niknet B'Yisurim. There are things that only when you invest time and energy is it actually something worthwhile. Another idea from the Pasha, we know at the end of the Pasha, is the, the battle with Amalek. 
which, by the way, is the gematria of safek doubt. When Am Yisrael start doubting Hashem, oh, that's when the Amalek can come in. You start doubting yourself, you don't realize you're multicultural, that you think you want to be a multicultural democratic society. You, you doubt what we want here, which is a Jewish state for Jewish people. There's only going to be troubles. Be confident, be secure. You know what you want. We know that this is our land that Hashem gave us and be positive. But the message is, you remember Moshe Rabbeinu, he lifted his hands up. And every time Am Yisrael looked at his hands as they were up in the air, oh, they were victorious. They, they had got an extra strength. You see, he, he was showing them something. He was showing them strength. Our feelings and our actions can actually impress on others. We have to radiate positive thoughts. If we radiate something positive and confidence to people around us, it can have a huge effect on them. Moshe Rabbeinu radiated uh, success. He radiated emuna. He radiated. He, he let them know. Think to the heavens. We can have an enormous effect on the people around us if we do the right thing. And the last thing I wanted to say is really, it's a little bit longer, um, but it's an interesting idea because when you think about it, why is the Torah telling us that Bnei Israel went for three days without water? They came to a place called Marata, and they couldn't drink any of the water because it was totally bitter, and that's why they called the place Mara, which means bitten, bitter. They complain to Moshe, um, and he says, you know, what are we going to drink? Um, he calls out to Hashem, of course, and then Hashem says, throw a bitter bit of uh, bark into the water, and it'll become sweet. And so it does. And then it says, Sham sam lo chok umishpat v'sham nisau. And then the end of the Pasuk, after throwing in this bitter bark to bitter waters, it says, and there you will teach them uh, law and order, and from there they will be tested. What is going on here? This is not a storybook. The Torah is a, is, is a, is a book of values. It's a, it's a way of life. It's not just telling us some historical story that they were a little bit uh, thirsty when they came to place. Of course, the Chazal, the rabbis tell us that Ein Mayim uh, Ela Torah. Mayim means Torah. And they were spiritually uh, drained. There was nothing. They had nothing behind them. There was no tachlis to their life. It wasn't just water. There was Yovesh Ruchani. There was spiritual dryness after three days, which is why, by the way, we read the Torah every three days, Mondays and Thursdays and Shabbat, to make sure three days doesn't go by where there's something Torah written. But what's actually happening here? So he throws something bitter into the bitter waters. It turns into something uh, sweet. He's teaching them Kibud Horim, Shabbat and Paraduma. They're apparently the three things that they learn already now before Har Sinai. And then starts the test for Am Yisrael. In order to understand what's going on here, we have to understand about nature and how things work. You see, the 10 plagues, and this is not my idea, I'm a, a few different people write this, the 10 plagues, they were all within nature. There are eclipses of the sun. There are plagues. There's lice. There's wild animals. The Nile can even turn red from time to time. There, there are things, this is all within nature. Of course, the timing of it and the extent of it may have been locusts. The timing and the extent of it may have been something supernatural and phenomenal, but it was really all still within nature. People die. There are plagues. There are things that happen and can be explained, as we know, in certain ways. Though obviously, the extent of it and the timing of it can't be explained. But now at Marah, it's the opposite. The opposite to nature. You don't throw something bitter into something bitter and then it comes out something which is sweet. There is a huge, huge message here. Life is sometimes not easy. Torah life is not easy. It can even be bitter from time to time. It's difficult, it's hard, it's bitter. But the more you invest and the more you add mar to mar, bitter to bitter, it becomes 
matok. It becomes sweet. Bnei Yisrael were without Torah. They were taught Torah, and then the challenge starts. They were taught a few basic laws before Har Sinai, and the challenge was, how do we keep on going? It may be difficult. How are we going to accept this? How are we going to do all these things? The more you invest, the more you add, the more Torah, the more mitzvot, the sweeter everything becomes. And that's all because we learned that from this phenomenal miracle of throwing something bitter in bitter. I wish everyone well. Uh, I also would like to take this opportunity to ask everyone who, few people who may be listening to this, to please daven for the son of a fellow worker who lives in the old city. As all of you know, there was a shocking shooting from a, a, an Arab terrorist uh, who was, had a huge amount of support and thousands were throwing out lollies afterwards when they shot this, uh, this uh, soldier from an elite unit who's a son of someone that is very close to all of us at a terrorist him and a family from the old city when they were walking through the Shiloach. Uh, things are a little bit more difficult than what was initially thought. He's still in an induced coma. Uh, there are issues about blood flow and we need the Sha'ari Shamaim to be opened up. We need his blood vessels to be opened up. We need the gates of heaven to be opened up to figure a refuah shlema. His name, his name is Nadav Chaim ben Irit Chaya. If everyone could please just say one word, think about him, do a mitzvah. We never know. The doctors and the nurses and tests are all limited. I remember many, many years ago, in fact, it was 1977, and with this I will finish off. In 1977, my father was given six to nine months to live. He lived for another 38 years afterwards. He had emuna, he had simcha, chayim, he had the belief in life that he was going to overcome, and he overcame cancer and lived for another 38 years. But anyway, please think of Nadav and say it to him. I wish everyone a Shabbat Shalom. If anyone listens to this and you're in Florida, if you know people in Florida, I'll be in Florida with uh, Mati Dan and Shani Haikand raising funds and awareness. If you know people that we could meet, if you can open doors for us, uh, with pleasure, look forward to hearing from you. Shabbat Shalom. Enjoy Shabbat Beshalach Shabbat Shira.